Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of the Diz Unplugged for 2015 uh, and also the last solo show uh, for 2015. I'm Pete Werner, and uh, if you've been following along this month, you know the last uh, two weeks we've been doing our best of 2015 as voted on by you. I, I keep calling it best of, but it was actually most memorable moments. Uh, but uh, we've been doing those the last couple of weeks. We took a longer hiatus this December than we than we normally do, and uh, not sure why. I'm not really sure why we did that. But uh, you know, we had you know Craig was going off for for his honeymoon and. Other folks were traveling, and it just seemed to be easier, so we, we did it. I doubt I'll do it that long again. I really, got to be honest, I hate going any length of time without without doing the show. I really do. And I enjoy doing the solo shows, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it's not it's not the same. There's a, there's a, and yeah, an energy, I guess, uh, is what I would say. On the days that we do the shows, especially... For me on Tuesdays, those are the shows I'm on uh, every week or most every week. And uh, I miss that when it's not here. I miss it. The house feels different. The studio certainly feels different. It's uh, it's very quiet. It's very quiet. That is all going to change uh, in a little more than a week. And January 4th, we're going to start doing something new. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You will just find out. And uh, let's just say the studio is going to be a little busier starting January 4th than it has been previously. So with all of that drivel out of the way, um, there's a few things I do want to talk about tonight, today, depending on when you're listening. It's night when I'm recording it because I can't do these during the day. Don't ask me why. I've actually tried. And uh, for some reason, it feels better for me to do it at night. But um, it is, uh, for, if you care, it's uh, Sunday night, uh, the 27th of December at uh, 9.15 p.m. Doing it a little earlier than I've done other ones. Other ones I've done like, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning. I don't stay up that late anymore. I'm in bed by 11. So I'm getting old. I'm getting old. That must be it. But uh, yeah, there's some things that's happened in the last few weeks that I want to talk about. Certainly uh, the release of Star Wars. I want to talk a little bit about that since I've seen it three times. Uh, I want to talk about the installation of the metal detectors at Disney World. I know that a lot of people have been kind of talking about that. And um, I also want to just share my my memories from 2015, what... Uh, my most memorable moments where I'm not doing a countdown. I'm just going to kind of talk through the year and, you know, the things that really stand out to me when I look back. So with that, let's go ahead and start a discussion about, I'm saying a discussion. I mean, it's almost schizophrenic. I'm sitting here alone, but uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Star Wars. The Force Awakens It's released December 18th. Uh, Will Perry and I were uh, in line at uh, the AMC theaters at downtown Disney, excuse me, Disney Springs to see it. And I have to tell you, I have never waited on a line for a movie before. 
let alone that long. I think, you know, we were standing in lines for a good two hours. Um, even though I had pre-purchased tickets, you had to get in line to get your wristband, which guaranteed your place in line at the theater. And it was kind of weird, but you know, they handled it pretty good. They really did. They handled it pretty good. And you know, what made that night particularly fun was that, you know, these were hardcore star Wars fans that were just so excited to see this movie. And so everybody was just really having a good time. Everybody was in a good space and probably the most enjoyable night at the movies I've ever had. And of course the movie itself phenomenal. Now I know if you are a hardcore star Wars nerd, which I am not, I'm a fan, but I don't get into star Wars the way some other people do. It's not to say I don't love it. And like, again, again, I've seen it three times. I'll probably see it at least one more time before it leaves theaters. But I know that there has been some, you know, discussion online about, you know, they didn't do this or they did that and this wasn't right and that wasn't right. You know, the, the people who pick it apart. And, you know, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know that I'm certainly capable of doing that. I'm certainly capable of picking something apart. And there's a time and a place for that for me. For me, I'm not criticizing the people that are doing it. I'm saying for me, there's a time and a place to do that. But I've also learned over the years that there's also a time and a place just to shut that part of your brain off and just enjoy it. And that includes with Disney, not just, you know, with this movie, but I'm having to learn to do that when I go into the parks, that there are times I'm in there because I'm doing work and there are times I'm in there because I'm having fun and the times I'm in there when I'm having fun, you know what? I just want to shut that part of my brain off as much as I can. And that's what I decided to do with this movie. And if there are flaws in it, I don't see them. Uh, I mean, there were some things. The, the thing that I that st- stood out to me the most was how similar it was to the original Star Wars film in terms of they borrowed a lot of plot devices and plot points that, you know, were just, it was kind of an update of the original film, in my opinion. That being said, it was a really good update of the original film. And incredibly enjoyable. And that enjoyment made only greater by the release of The Force Awakens playset for Disney Infinity. And I think they did a great job with that. It was fairly easy to get through it. Um, I got through it in a matter of a couple of days. And only because I wasn't sitting down for hours and hours and hours at a time playing it. It was kind of easy to get through. But the nice thing about Infinity is that There are lots of side challenges and lots of side things you can do. And it ties into the movie so well. It doesn't copy the movie, but it ties in really well. So, you know, I'll tell you, just one look at the box office receipts. As of tonight, like I said, it's the 27th of December. As of tonight, it's done $1.1 billion worldwide. And it's broken every record. It broke its opening night record, its opening weekend record. Second weekend record. It's the fastest uh, a film has gone past the $1 billion mark. Um, It is going to end up being the biggest film in history. Um, No question. At the box office. So 
you know, when you think that Disney paid four plus billion dollars for this, I really do think they're going to make their money back just on this film. Just this one film. This turned out to be an investment of epic, epic brilliance on Bob Iger's part. And I was reading something today that uh, George Lucas was uh, just given the uh, Kennedy Center honors, the medal from the Kennedy Center. And he was stopped on the red carpet and asked what he thought about the film. And his response was, the fans are going to love it. It seems to be what they were looking for. So he also likened it to a divorce, like getting divorced when he sold it, when he sold Lucasfilms and the rights to Star Wars, it was like a divorce. And then going to see the movie was like going to your ex, your ex's wedding. And you just kind of, kind of bite, you know, bite your tongue a little bit and, you know, get through it. So I think George Lucas might be a little bitter, but I, I know that he can't have uh, taken too well to the criticisms of the, the last three films. Um, but if you have not seen it yet, please, please, please try and make a point of getting out to see it. I'm not going to talk about the story itself or what was, what went on in the movie. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but I, I got to tell you, um, it's been a long time since I've enjoyed a film that much. And it's been a long time since I've been so into a film and just absolutely, absolutely loved it. And I have bought more Star Wars t-shirts. Well, I need I needed to get new t-shirts anyway because I lost all the weight and a lot of my old t-shirts don't fit me anymore. So the number of Star Wars t-shirts I have, it really has taken me back to being like 13, 14 years old again. Um, but that's something else that I've noticed. And for those of you in my age range, I'm 51, for those of you in my age range, you'll remember that Back when we were kids, you got the crap kicked out of you if you were a geek or a nerd. Now, I was talking to one guy, he's 29, and he says, he told me, and he's like one of these cool guys. He's just like, you know, really cool guy and just like typical cool guy. And not in, you know, Star Wars or nerdy stuff at all. And he was telling me, he said, he's, he wants to, he wishes he was a nerd. He wants to be a nerd, but he just can't bring it. And he just can't get into it. And I just was like, okay, you were the guy that was like picking on kids that were in the Star Wars and Star Trek, like me, when they were, when they were in school. And this is the golden era, the golden era for geeks between electronics and sci-fi and fantasy films, you know, Disney, things like that. It is the golden age for geeks. And I have actually felt through Star through going to see Star Wars, it, it's kind of got me thinking about this. And you know, I think there has been a part of me that has always been afraid to let too much of that out. Now you may laugh at that when you take a look at what I do for a living and the website that I own. Um, but even there, I would justify that 
by saying it's a business. I mean, the truth is, I didn't start it to be a business. As, as a matter of fact, it was just the opposite. This was a pure passion project that just so happened to turn into a business. Had to turn into a business to, to sustain the community, to sustain the servers and the, the development of it. Um, but I, I think there has always been a part of me that has just kind of been, because it was so unpopular, and I have so many memories as a kid of being like outcast and shunned and picked on and bullied for that stuff. And that does stay with you. It does stay with you. But, you know, then there's those moments, that, that moment where you start to find some freedom from it and you say, hey, you know what? I'm going to let my geek flag fly. I'm just going to own it. And I'm, you know, you walk through my house and there's just no hiding that I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'm a geek. It's just now I'm starting to think I'm starting to become proud of it as opposed to feeling that it's something I kind of need to be ashamed of and maybe need to play down a little bit. Screw it. It's who I am. It's who I am. So I'm going to embrace it, run with it, love it. So yeah, Star Wars, big, uh, big event in the Disney universe. It's also kind of funny we say that now. But a big event in the Disney universe in December, and of course, uh, the other big event this December, was the announcement that Disney was installing metal detectors, not just at the theme parks, by the way. Uh, You're going through bag checks and metal detectors now at AMC theaters at Disney Springs. So I think uh, what prompted this was this jackass from Miami, a lawyer, no less, who walked into the Magic Kingdom with a concealed weapon in his pants. Security noticed it, asked him about it. He made a lewd comment about his anatomy. But the security guard was on the ball, phoned it in, and they went to security in the park, went to approach this guy, and he took off. So you have an armed man. Oh, by the way, the gun was loaded with hollow point bullets. So you have this man with a loaded gun running away from security at Disney and at a Disney theme park. Uh, what is it? Two weeks before Christmas, this happened. And unless you live under a rock or are completely delusional, you understand the world that we live in now. And we can lament it all we want, but we also have to accept it is the way things are right now. And as there are police sirens in the background, um, I'm not going to get into the gun discussion. I have very strong opinions on it. This isn't the place for them. Uh, But, you know, the man was trying to say he had a concealed weapons permit, and he did. That had expired 10 years ago. So this is why Disney had to put, this was the, let me put it to you this way. In my opinion, this was the straw that broke the camel's back that Disney put these metal detectors up. Uh, They were loathe to do it. Um, They didn't want to make people feel they didn't want people to feel unsafe in their parks. They didn't want to 
walking through a metal detector is decidedly unmagical going into a, a, a Disney theme park. But so is getting shot with hollow point bullets. And if I have to have a choice between those two things, I will absolutely take the metal detectors. It's a, there's nothing else Disney can do. There's nothing else Disney can do. And they're doing the right thing. And they're not waiting for a tragedy to happen. They're not waiting for someone to go nuts in the park. They're saying, you know what? We got to do this. And, you know, companies are run by people. And, you know, we have a, we all have a process by which we learn and which we grow and evolve. And for the vast, vast, vast majority of us, that process involves learning through experience. You know, there's an expression that says a smart man learns from his own mistakes, but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. And I believe that's true, but I just don't think there are a lot of wise people out there. Um, that's not a dig. I lump myself in that. I really don't learn too much from other people's mistakes. I learn from my own and I evolve and grow uh, from my own. And Disney's doing the same thing. And I think they're taking it seriously. And I think they're, I think we're seeing the metal detectors. I think the number of changes that have gone on at Disney world in security that we will never see are probably extraordinary and ongoing. I've always felt very safe in a Disney theme park. I don't know if that was misguided so far. The record shows that it hasn't been because the parks have been very, very safe. But we are living in a world where bad things happen with guns. And it probably would be only a matter of time before we saw something awful. So I'm glad Disney's doing this. And I think the vast majority of people, I know we put a poll up uh, on the Diz Facebook page few weeks ago about it. I don't know what the results were. I haven't looked, but I know early on it looked like, you know, people were very much in support of this. Um, people who aren't in support of extended security measures like this are living in denial Are living in denial that you know, I, these are the people that what, I mean, what else is Disney going to do? It is the reality now and it's to be accepted and gone. You go with it. You can't change it. You know, you can't change that. This is what's going on in the world. We can't, I don't know if anybody can, but I think this is the new normal and it's something we just have to embrace. Universal had them already. Well, I mean, they did it mostly on like Halloween Horror Nights and things like that. All the theme parks are doing it now. All of them. And it was only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time before it was going to have to happen. So I'm glad it happened like this and not with a body count. I'm glad the lesson is being learned and being acted on with something that ultimately proved to be fairly innocuous. And I say innocuous only because this idiot didn't actually start shooting people. But... 
you know, I think that's a warning, you know, that's a, that was a good warning, warning, no pun intended, a warning shot across Disney's bow. We better get on top of this. We better do more here because at some point, I always wondered about it. You know, the bag check and stuff, you know, you can conceal a weapon on your person pretty easy. This guy, you know, this guy had it in, you know, the front of his pants. If he had it in, you know, the, the back of his pants with a shirt covering it, security never would have seen it. And I'm sorry, why do you need a loaded gun at Disney World? Why do you need to bring a loaded gun into the Magic Kingdom? I don't I, I don't I personally don't get it. I don't get it. There are situations where I imagine you'd want to be carrying a gun. I I can't imagine why you'd want to be carrying a gun at Disney World. And I'm sure some person out there is going to tell me why. And go ahead. Go ahead. But again, I don't want to go any further into that particular discussion. Other than to say that I 1,000% support what Disney's doing. And, you know, some people have been suggesting that they need to theme the metal detectors. Like, I don't mind walking through them, but I think it just needs to fit in with the magic. No, actually, I disagree. I think people need to go in aware. And people need to be aware. And I think the worst thing Disney could do would be theme those metal detectors or make them very, very obscure. Or, try, you know, you know what I'm saying. I think that would be the worst thing Disney could do. No. Walk through a metal detector. A, I'm going to feel better. I'm one of those people that when I go through the airport and they pull me out of line and they want to go through my carry-on, it makes me feel better. By all means, please take your time. That's why I go to the airport early. So if I do get pulled out, take all the time you need. I will, I'm fine if you want to search every bag going on of that plane. It makes me feel better to know somebody's paying attention. You know, if it's it, maybe it is security theater, maybe it really doesn't matter. I've heard people say that before. Um, but you know what? It makes me feel better. So I'm good with it. I'm good with it. All right. So that's what's been going on. Um, I do want to talk about, since this is the last show officially of the year, I want to just kind of share my thoughts about 2015. And it was, uh, I mean, you know, overall it was a very good year and but good is subjective, I think, for all of us. I think for a lot of people, myself included, I used to think that a good year meant a year where just nothing bad happened. Nothing painful happened, nothing difficult happened, nothing uh, challenging happened. We got everything we wanted. And I can't say that 2015 was that kind of year for me. There were a number of things that went on this year that were challenging. Uh, some of them painful, but you know, you, it, it depends on what you do with it. I'm not going here. Three, two, one. All right. So that's uh, some of what's happened since the last show that we did here in the studio. 
But uh, this is the last show of 2015, and I do want to spend some time looking back at the year that was and sharing some of my more memorable moments from the year. And I have been thinking a lot about this. And I have to be honest, most of my favorite moments or most memorable moments are uh, very much the ones that you guys voted on when we put it up on Facebook. And, uh, you know, my perspective on it is, is a little bit different though, just from being from this, from this side of things, you know, as I look back over, over the year, the first one, the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of, okay, what, what, what do I, what am I always going to remember about 2015? Um, the first one that comes to mind is our seven and seven out in Disneyland. It was our first time doing that. And not so much from the standpoint that I'm really proud of the finished product of what came out of it. I am. I'm very proud of it. And it was very successful and really well received. And we're planning on doing something new along those lines next year. But it was the whole experience. I mean, that was a grueling I want to say eight or nine days that we were out there doing it. It was grueling. We were going 12, 13, 14 hours a day on our feet, lugging equipment, you know, doing a lot of stuff. It was, it it was grueling, but it is one of the many blessings that come along with this job is we get to see stuff. Most people don't get to see. And have experiences most people don't get, most Disney fans don't get to have. And I never lose sight of that. I'm very grateful. Uh, And I don't say that, I I really don't say that uh, flippantly. I I, I mean it when I say I'm incredibly grateful for the things I get to, I get to do. And for the people that I get to experience them with. You know, the team is... I have an amazing team and in large part because I feel very connected to all of them on one level or another. And when we go out and do stuff like that, I mean, we're really a team and a good team and we like each other and we have each other's backs and we work really well together and everybody works hard to get the job done. And so for me, when I have those experiences like the, the seven and seven out in California, that's a big part of it. That's a big part of it. And I'm always going to remember that particular trip to, to Disneyland because it was, it was a lot of things that happened there. Getting, getting to go into some of those suites, getting to do that stuff and to just be out there doing that kind of work and getting ready to celebrate the 60th and the kind of planning that goes into putting on an event like that for us and, and the kind of post-production work that's required um, is, is, you know, it's hard work, but it's really rewarding and it's a lot of fun. And so in a way it doesn't feel like work. Um, So that certainly is, one of my most memorable moments. Um, another one, which wasn't really a big thing on, on the show was the trip we took 
to Alaska on Royal Caribbean, the Diz Cruise. And for me, what was memorable about that was the uh, experience with my mother. And uh, you've all heard me talk about my mom on the show before. And uh, mom just turned 85, December 10th. And uh, knock wood, she's in awesome shape. Although if you ask her, she'll tell you she's falling apart. But woman's a force of nature, 85, still going, still going, you know. And, you know, another blessing that I'm really grateful for with what I get to do for a living is I get to do experiences and have experiences like that with my mom. And, you know, I'm conscious of the fact that I don't know how much more time I have with her. So those experiences, those opportunities really do, really do mean the world to me. And, you know, the, the cruise itself was great. I, I could have done without the ship we were on jewel of the seas jewel my, my ass. Um, but you know, having that experience with my mom, going to those places with her, we'd done it once before. Um, it wasn't the best time that last, that one trip that we took wasn't the best time for me personally. So I wasn't, I wasn't in the best space emotionally. And, uh, this one, this one I was though. And I'll tell you, you know, I, I love, I love having those experiences with her. I love having those experiences with her. I don't want to get too far into it because I'll get emotional and I don't just don't feel like getting emotional right now. Um, you know, I, I also have to talk about, uh, the meets that we do um, that have become part of like our regular routine now, uh, you know, uh, New Jersey uh, this year, we had one in Richmond, uh, Hershey, Nova Scotia, uh, Indianapolis, New England, Delaware. I didn't get to make those, but those are always highlights for me personally in that I, a, I enjoy getting out and meeting folks and saying hello and, and getting some, you know, some one-on-one time with people that I don't normally get a chance to have one-on-one time with, you know, but it's watching this community raise money. Um, that, is that is something that just blows me away just knocks my socks off the effort and the the passion that go into every one of these meets i don't care how big or small they are there's a lot of love and genuine desire to do good and everybody checks their egos at the door and it's all about the mission it's all about the goal and we raised over, we have raised now over $325,000 for Give Kids the World since we started our, our campaign. And 
that makes me very proud. But it also gets my competitive juices going. I'm very proud also. Another highlight of the year for me was the uh, Star Wars screening that we did a few weeks ago. And even though we only sold 50 tickets, we had 100 to sell. We sold 50. Thanks to the generosity of our listeners... And if I say so, if I do say so myself, the generosity of Dreams Unlimited Travel, we raised over $25,000 that day for Give Kids the World. And, you know, we had folks step up and put $2,500, you know, donate, you know, we had some people donate $2,500 a person uh, to the event. Uh, we had other people donate, you know, as little as 10 um, as uh, you know, there were people donated 500, there were people donated 250. Um, no amount was too small, and it all means the world to me that people just $25,000 and I got to see a really good movie. And we had a fabulous lunch at Maggiano's afterwards. Uh, with about uh, ten of our ten of our listeners who paid extra for that that experience, I don't know why you'd want to pay extra to have lunch with me, but yeah, I do. But I'm being I'm being humble. It's a, it's an attractive look on me. Um, it's kind of weird to make jokes like that when there's nobody in the room to laugh at them. <laughs> um, that was a great experience. That really kind of made my day. Um. Also, we just did Dizapalooza uh, a few weeks ago. That's certainly a highlight of, of, of 2015 for me. You know, another highlight, you know, we, um, it, it, it's always, I, I mentioned this on the Best of series, it's always tough when we lose one of the team. And, you know, of course, Dustin's departure was particularly uh, hard, hard hitting. Uh, for me and for the rest of the team, Dustin was such an integral part of what we did here, or what we do here. But, you know, oftentimes if we're looking for it from a situation, a sad situation like that, something really good happens. And for me, that's been watching Craig Williams step into the role of producer and... You know, it's not an easy task for him. Dustin and I had a, a, a rhythm working together and we were very comfortable and we were doing it for three years. And Craig has to kind of had to kind of step into that and he did it brilliantly and has started bringing his own ideas and his own his own flavor to his work as producer. And I'm already seeing the results of it. And you're going to see the results of it. Well, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, uh, well, you'll you'll see the results of it the Monday following, uh, January 4th. And it is so cool. It is so cool to watch that. You know, this is a guy who just got married. He and his wife are now, you know, starting their life together. And, you know, watching his career develop in front of me. And... uh 
being able to give him an opportunity to show what he's got. And, you know, he's very earnest about it and he's incredibly hardworking. And so that definitely has been, you know, one of the, a very memorable moment for me is watching, watching that happen. It is definitely one of the great perks of my job is to watch and where I can help assist in giving people these opportunities and helping as much as I can guide them uh, along the way with the benefit of my own experience. But I also find that uh, when I remain teachable and open, I learn a lot from them that it's not a one-way street. It's absolutely a two-way street. And I've got to remember that. Uh, and I, I think I'm pretty good at this. My ideas aren't always the best ones, and they certainly aren't the only ones. And I want other people's ideas. It's what makes the site and the show and everything we do better is when other people, other folks, get to put their contributions in. And kind of have that experience. So uh, I love watching that. And, you know, I'm very, very excited. Craig's got some big plans for 2016. We, we, he and I have been talking about a lot of stuff we want to do next year. So I'm very excited. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for the show. Uh, there are definitely some new things coming. And, you know, I hope you guys will enjoy it. I hope you guys will, will like it. Uh, and... I'm not going to tell you anymore, but if you go to the Diz at noon Eastern time, that's yeah, I'll be that. I can be that specific noon Eastern time on January 4th. You'll see one of the new things we're doing. You'll see one of the new things we're doing. And, uh, it's actually a small part of a much bigger thing that we're, we're rolling out. So I'm very excited about it. I've been working on it for a few months now. And again, you know, you want to talk about highlights, you know, highlights of the year for me, getting to work on these projects, getting to come up with these ideas. I mean, what an incredible, incredible job I have. I get to just kind of dream stuff up and then like make it happen. And sometimes you dream stuff up and you make it happen and it sucks and other times you dream stuff up and you make it happen and it's really good. And my experience has been that it's never in the middle of that. It's either, wow, this is incredibly bad or it's incredibly good. And, you know, I've had, I've had my fair share of both. And it is really true. You learn more from the failures than you do from the successes. And I, I think I've learned a lot from... I like to think I'd learned a lot from my failures, but you know, who knows? But uh, yeah, so I'm excited about that. That's certainly been working on that has been one of the, the highlights of the year for me. Uh, and, uh, you know, in, in, in a lot of ways, uh, the whole year, the whole year has been loaded with great experiences, uh, personally and professionally. It has just been, so many great lessons, so many great experiences. And for me, that's how I grow. 
That's how I change. That's how I get better. And so I'm sorry if that disappoints anybody that, you know, that's my list for the year, but I, I, I have been like racking my brains about it and trying to think about, you know, really what are, what are the memorable moments for me that weren't necessarily on lists that you guys had, but because everything that you had on your list that we, we did on those two shows is certainly on mine. I didn't want to just sit here and rehash them, but you know, I, so I'm, t- I'm taking it from more of a personal, a personal standpoint. Uh, it truly is an amazing honor to do this. I am constantly amazed at the success of it. The, I mean, our audience grew by double digits this year. It just grows and grows and grows. And it challenges us. You challenge us to come up with more. We, we want to entertain and inform and give you guys what you want. And at the same time, make sure we love doing it. And fortunately, because you're fans and we're fans, uh, well, you can usually thread that needle pretty easily. And I am really, really looking forward to 2016. Uh, I'm not going to say that I'm sad to see 2015 go, but I am looking forward to 2016. Um, we got a lot of things that, I mean, just professionally, just where the show and the site is concerned, we've got a lot of things we're, we're working on that I'm very excited about, but also personally, I'm just very excited about it. And I, I've said it before. I, I think I said it on our Freeform Friday show or the last show that we did from the studio. I forgot which one. But I'll, I'll, it, it bears saying again, um, I want to thank each and every one of you that are listening to me right now. Without you, I'm just a jerk sitting here talking to himself. Without you, I don't have anything to do. Without you, I don't have a site. Without you, I don't have a business. Without you, I don't have my livelihood. And I'm big on gratitude. I'm big on not taking things for granted. Now, I'm a human being, and I do, at times, take things for granted. But I try and catch myself. And I try and stop. I try and remember where I came from. I'm a high school dropout. I'm a recovering alcoholic and drug addict. I have not had the easiest life. Yet, somehow, by the grace of God, I am sitting here healthy, happy, getting to do what I love. And finding an audience of people that love doing it with me. You know, when when does that happen? (laughs) When does that happen? It doesn't, you know, you don't hear that story too much. 
And I never, ever, ever lose sight of that. I really don't. So if I say it a lot, it's only because I feel it. And if you're listening to this, chances are you're preparing for New Year's Eve or just got done celebrating the new year. So from me to you, a heartfelt thank you for your support this year and in all the years past. And a heartfelt wish for a very, very, very happy new year. And I hope you will join us on our journey in 2016. I am going to do my very, very best to make sure it is a good one. So thanks very much, everybody. Happy New Year, and I will see you again January 5th, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, disunplugged.com. Have a good one.